This is the Howard's Way podcast from Antique Dust. Hello and welcome to a very, very special Antique Dust. I'm Jonathan. I'm Rob. And together we are Antique Antique Dust. Dust. And this is the start of something very, very epic. Yes, we are doing the whole of Howard's Way. I know, amazing. the whole of Howard's Way. I know. Way. So we have we are doing a weekly podcast, um, running down the episode of the ha- delicious yachty drama that is Howard's Way, and we have just watched episode one of series one. Yes, and the it was very gorgeous. beginning. The very- the very start. <laughs> so Howard's Way is one of my little passions. Um, as a child growing up, I had the hots for Leo, um, who was very, very gorgeous, especially in series three. Um, but he grew into himself then. He, he, he grew into it. He was, he was wearing like hot, sort of uh, hot denim shorts. and Hot denim shorts. I know. And Daisy Duke. Yes, it was. It was it was like a bit like Daisy Duke. Daisy Duke. However, on the rewatch, sorry, Tom Howard. Oh, he's so dishy. Well, you're older now, I Jonathan. Know. Strangely enough, we have well, so we've just watched Howard's Way. So anyone who's been living under a rock, Howard's Way is set in the fictional town of Tarrant, and it's set in the yachting community. Now it starts off very yachty and boaty, and then it goes into yachty, boaty, and fashion. Fashiony. 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 Fashion with a capital F. And then it goes into power, business, business, business. Businessy. Businessy. I know. It's great. Wow. Uh, and anyway, that's, that's way into that's the future. That's way, way, way into, way the, into future. the future. So this episode is a good setup. It all starts off. The, the opening sequence of Howard's Way is gorgeous. There's lots of people in yachts sailing around and looking gorgeous. Yes, and there's fabulous. lots of boats. And yeah, lots of boats. There's, it starts off with a race. They're having the, the Commodore's, Commodore's Cup, Cup um, in Tarrant. And the Flying Fish is, uh, is is competing in this. Now, the Flying Fish is being skippered by two unknowns, um, Tom Howard, Leo Howard, and Lynn Howard. Um, Lynn's very, very... Lynn, Lynn and, uh, Lynn and, uh, and Leo are both are the children of Tom Howard and they're very much into yachts but Lynn is very very into yachts so we've got them sailing around competing against another boat um, we have Jan Howard who is on this big pleasure cruiser with her very man-eating friend called Polly who's yes. gorgeous is delicious she's in every single oh she's gorgeous lovely 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 so we established Polly's character so, really early on yeah she's we? currently sort of fondling the inner seam of someone's sort of upper trouser environment um, uh, while eyeing up another chap while guzzling on a gin and tonic from a crystal glass. Very lovely. Well, it's the only way to drink I know. gin and tonic, oh, exactly. isn't it? From a crystal exactly. glass. Exactly. Uh, Jan is looking on amused because, in fairness, having Polly as a friend is just gorgeous. It's, the amount of hygiene she gets up to is amazing. Um, the, the sort of, there's a lot of, there's a bit of yachty action with regards to 
hosting and main sail and tying up the cups and and then doing one step two step three step um and they do an about turn around a boy in well it's one of these floaty boys not like a boy that's drowning or anything a a buoy buoy. as as our american cousins would would call it yes it's a boy sweetie and um they win the cup by a length 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 of what a length of boat. A length of boat. Okay. Yeah, length of uh, boat. Just, just for the record, I know absolutely nothing whatsoever about anything even remotely maritime. I, I was once told off for, for talking about parking a boat. Um, <laughs> apparently, that's, boats, that's really. not what you do. So, no. so forgive me. I'm on a learning. I'm on a Howard's Way learning, learning curve, curve yeah. here. Uh, I, Rob has had to sit through Howard's Way once before because we did a revisit of it and we did a tweet along. Yeah. We say you say sit through. I think it was more of a scroll through Facebook through kind of thing, wasn't shush, it? Shush, shush, shush. No, anyway, I'm not paying attention you're, you're, to it. Now paying since I'm not expecting to have opinions. The scripting of it, it this episode was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, it's a set up of all the characters. So you've got the, the Howard family, which is um, two adult children. Uh, Leo's about to go to university. Lynn's just finished university. Jan's a housewife that works a couple of mornings a week. So just to put some some detail mm-hmm. behind that, um, Tom Howard is played by Morris Colbert. <gasps> Who's lovely. Looks fabulous in a sweater. Jan Howard, played by Jan, Jan Harvey. Harvey. Who looks amazing. She's She could she she became a fashion icon from this show. Um, she, she, she's got great shoulder pads and she's... She has at least four or five outfit changes. <laughs> per scene. <laughs> per scene. <laughs> and we have Leo, Leo. Leo Howard, played by Edward Highmore. Who is the uh, father of... Freddie. Freddie Highmore, who is very big star over in America. Um, I was in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It was. It was it Charlie? Yeah, it was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The reboot one, the one with Johnny Depp. He played Charlie. Johnny Depp? No. <laughs> and uh, Lynn Howard, played Lynn. by Tracy Childs. Yes, she's still very big in the theatrical things, apparently. So, very, very lovely. Um, they all go and celebrate at the Yachts Club, and there's sort of more drinks that are flowing. Um, then they go back home and have this lashings of champagne and lovely spread with a big trifle. Is it a big trifle, tri- I didn't notice. It was a massive big trifle. I noticed the trifle. It was, I mean, that must have been very elegant. And it had some very... It wasn't e- even a bird's one. I, it had the um, the precursor. You know, remember the hexagonal crockery with the, the vines going through it? It had the precursor crockery to that. Ooh. I know, on the table. You know your crockery. It was, I, it was very, very... It was very glam. Because you used to be able to get... That's when crockery, you got all matching crockery, which and then you had... Not from a petrol station. (laughs) Not from a petrol station. That's when that's in the days where you had crockery, which went with the scatter cushions, same fabric. You had the curtains of the same fabric, and then they had the um, uh, wallpaper. Sounds awful. (laughs) Sounds awful. It was just a bit bonkers. Um, So, um, so, uh, and then it is announced that Tom has been made redundant. He is out of a job. Tom chooses his moment carefully and sensibly and announces it over the dinner table. Table after they've consumed the main course. And 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 had had the trifle at that point. No, the trifle trifle still went untouched. 
that's I, hope they had, I hope they had the trifle. I know, it's probably still at Pebble Mill. Someone's left it in the fridge, back of the fridge somewhere. Well, Pebble Mill was demolished years ago. So <gasps> no, so the trifle may have still been in the back of that, <laughs> that <Yeah>. refrigerator. <laughs> might have been. It's probably a gas-operated one as well. Yeah. A gas-operated so, trifle. <laughs> gas-operated. <laughs> anyway, Jonathan, stop, stop talking so, nonsense. So Get on Jan is, is horrified that... Um, well, you would be, wouldn't that, you? That, that he's going to be unemployed. Um, the uh, the children are looking on, going, "Oh, okay. How will that affect me? What's going to happen to will us? That, will, will that affect me? Uh, will, uh, will that not affect me?" And uh, so, I mean, Leo. It becomes very apparent. Leo doesn't want to go to Sussex University, Exeter, Exeter University, and uh, Lynn wants to have a year out. Uh, yeah. Will that affect me? No. Yeah. Not just, quite sure. What's she having a year out from? Well, she's finished university. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, it wasn't really specified. No, it wasn't really. Um, but so so Lynn was having having a year out because all she wants to do is sail, 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 sail. They were both quite thrilled that they may not have to go on the family holiday because it doesn't to the door doing the door doing. Yes. So they weren't they, they weren't particularly upset about not having to go on a family holiday. Um, but Jan was horrified and she left the room with a big In swish, a um, upset that their standards may be dropping. So, so that that was a bit. Well, it's probably a big thing. But then I was I was thinking about it. I say, I'm 47. You're 51. Tom Howard in this is 44. Mm-hmm. And Jan is thinking, Oh my God, my life is over on the scrap heap. On the scrap heap. And the reality was, and someone in his position might in. The mid eighties, actually, you know what? They might probably have would have been on the scrap heap. However, they, they do get, go to uh, great lengths to explain that they are the mortgage has been paid off. They have money in the bank, and they do actually own a yacht. Daddy has a Jaguar, and Mummy has an MG Metro. So, so there, so there, so they don't. It doesn't seem like they have a huge amount of debt. They'll just have to reduce down their, their champagne champagne budget. Yes, less trifle, less trifle, less extravagant trifle. So, as a knee jerk reaction, Jan then phones Ken Masters. So, we then, to tell us who's Ken Masters. Ken Masters, tell us oh. all about Ken Masters. Don't spoil it though. <laughs> Ken. Ken is the owner of the uh, Chandlery, isn't Chandlery, it? the Masters Chandlery, Masters Chandlery, which looks like a very disappointing 1970s or 1960s sort of glass box construction on the side of the water yeah. with a few rubber dinghies outside. It looks outside. like a B and Q inside. Uh, yeah, a little bit of a B and Q with the lumpy sail assistant dragging around a, a, a trolley. trolley. Um, so, um, but we see, we, we introduced to Ken. So Jan said, oh, I can't hear very well. And he's got, he's, he's got yeah, his... So the first sign that we have of Ken, Ken Mar- is it, and, it, and again, this is, you know, this is quite well set up for introducing the character, the character, because I think we're in no <laughs> doubt. We're left in no doubt as to, as to what his character. Yeah, <laughs> as to his character. So Ken is topless in his bed, be- in bed. With a dolly bird, a, a dolly blonde bird. dolly bird, who yes. we, we, we it's, it's in later horribly. episode we find out it's it's called Dawn. Yeah. I like Dawn. Yeah, I think Dawn, Dawn's, Dawn's an interesting cool. character. Dawn's cool, uh, but and it's, it's horribly decorated. It's horribly, it's it's horrible. It's, hor- it's, 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 it's a horrible room. It is decorated like a uh, like a teenager's bedroom. It was all sort of grey, black steel, but it was, must have been very of the moments. Because I remember, I was up on my sixteenth birthday. I ha- I wanted this, the wallpaper it, that that Kate great, Masters uh, wallpaper. It, it, you know, it was a, it was more of a, a sort of a zigzag 
stripe. It was grey, black and red. Oh, how 80s. I know. But I had the match in bed linen as well, which was amazing. Wow. But um, but obviously, this was done in 85? 85. So it was 1985. So I was... It, uh, it, it was 86 when I had... When I was... No, I was 13. So 13. Uh, so it was 89 when I had mine. So obviously, this was like forefront. It was actually really, really fashionable in its time. It was like the rigueur of fashion. So anyway, we're seeing him with his dolly bird and she, she, he, he moves yeah. her out of the way. And so, he, so we turn the sleeves but the sleeves knob up to 11. But he does it such is so delightfully. And uh, he's sort of, he said, oh yes, certainly I can see you tomorrow because Jan's obviously looking yeah, for She's angling for, for work. For work. And he says, oh, so he says to his dolly bird, She's, whose name is, is Dawn so oh, I hope she's not given a notice in oh why is she any competition to, to, to me and he said and he said, turns around very very pointedly but she takes it as a compliment no she's that's a, it's a you're in a different league so mm. yes so I think Dawn Dawn took that as a compliment but I don't yeah, think I it, don't think it, was it, meant it, it wasn't compliment. meant as a compliment I but think I think it, was. it sets that character up really really well now we haven't mentioned um we've we've actually met Jack and Avril yeah Jack runs the boatyard. Um, the mermaid. The mermaid. The mermaid, the mermaid yard. yard. And Jack is. Uh, we're introduced to Jack. He's there fondling a wooden boat. We 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 know through through, through the passion as as I am the number one fan of Howard's Way that Jack is very wooden boat centric. Yeah. Um, well, we learned that in the in, in the very in, first in, episode. In, in, the, in the episode that that he he do, doesn't like. Sort of mm. um, plastic, plastic, plastic tubs, plastic, fantastic, but plastic tubs, tubs fiberglass, none of this fiberglass nonsense. Yeah. Um, and he'd actually built the boat that the Flying Fish, which is the boat that um, Tom Howard owns, but it was done to Tom Howard's design. So this is like it, it, it is all this episode it's all coming is, together. This all, episode is so tight yeah. and so well constructed. Yeah. So we meet we meet Jack and then we meet Avril. Avril is Jack's daughter. Jack um, is waiting for Avril to tell her why she has left yeah. a very, very good job to come and work yeah. at the Mermaid so, so we don't learn a huge amount of, of Avril's history. What we learn about Jack is that he basically married... Married the, money. Married the yard. So he he married... he married Whoever he married, his wife, presumably Avril's mm. mother, Yeah. Um, he, got the, he got the yard through through, yeah. the, through, through those means... And Avril, what did we learn about Avril? That she was was something big in the city, city, but mysteriously has left all that behind and is now is now doing the bookkeeping or whatever at the yard because she's yard. also a shareholder of the yard. Um, so uh, then we also find out that Jack is in a little bit of financial stuck. He thinks it's just a slow patch, and he's going to go and sort of treat the bank manager to a slap up meal. Because um, the bank has a big loan. Yeah, there's a big loan a big outstanding, loan outstanding. On, on the Mermaid Yard. Um, yeah. And meanwhile, Avril and uh, Tom have have bumped into each they other. Bu- they, a, they bump into on a, a long walk along long the, the Hamble. On the Hamble. And this is because Tom, after the arguments that ensued after he announced that it was made redundant, he went out to clear it, to clear his head and I went for a walk and he bumps into Avril. And there's a little bit of a meet cute thing going with there because the, 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 I mean, they sizzle, their, their chemistry really does sizzle that one um, with Avril and Tom. And 
Tom sort of offloads to Avril about sort of losing his job and everything and saying, well, I've held it back for the last month and I've met as sort of virtually a stranger. Uh, I mean, he knows who she is, but... Um, and sort of launches into his bits and pieces. Avril then mentions this to her father, just off the cuff. Oh, right, yeah, so I say, Tom, I say Tom's sort of maybe made redundant. And sort of Jack has had uh, the meeting where he's he's got a little bit tipsy with the bank manager, but the bank manager said, no, we're going to have to call in the loan. So he puts two and two together, decides to... Um, offer the business to or offer a partnership to um tom howard so in exchange for for, for his golden handshake for his golden handshake because obviously tom has worked for southern southern aviation southern aviation for 20 years for 20, no, 22, 22 years 22 years. years straight from university Ooh. so i was trying to work out all this sort of like with regards to sort of the ages because he's, he's he must have been there since 22 mm-hmm. so lynn must be 21 so he must have got married. Lynn may have must have been born. Lynn's the first child, and then Leo is the second child with a three year, three year age difference. Um, yeah. So so he started his career. He got married, and then started having children. Having a children family. So which is fairly fairly and, traditional and, of that period. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, it probably was actually. I mean, it's very much a thing. I mean, we were watching another report the other day saying. So people getting married much later, buying the houses much later, and well, everyone's doing much later. I mean, yeah. I think some people, by the time they pay the student loan off, they'll be retired. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we're talking about the mid '60s, aren't we? Early to mid '60s yeah. when uh, Tom began his career in, in so, design and, and yeah, started, yeah, so having a family. Um, and so it, it it it's very it's very noticeable, but it feels so relevant as if today as well because obviously we've we've just gone through a well we're in, in the middle midst of a pandemic and people are losing their jobs and i think it's that those issues that are being raised in this now are resurging now because this is this show is 35 years old oh shut up it is i mean it's i was it was only last liar. week it was like no last week was the 35th anniversary of howard's way hitting the um the airwaves yeah it was the first of september it was the first of september and we are pre-recording these these podcasts no we're not we're do- this is live it's not live we're, um, we, yeah we do this every time someone listens to the podcast we, a, a bell rings in the goal crikey we've got to do this podcast again <laughs> now we are pre-recording these podcasts so we've got enough in the bag because there is a lot of episodes to cover 78 on. or 77 uh, on the middle of that, I just looked it up. It is seventy-eight episodes. Seventy-eight episodes. Um, so um, I think there was uh, was it thirty. I think there's thirteen episodes in each series. So we're we've scheduled it. So we're going to do the tweet along uh, eight o'clock every Sunday. So we're starting on the twenty seventh, uh, which will of be September. passed by the time you listen to this. Well, we so say this is being launched on the, this podcast goes out on the twenty seventh. So it's going to be every Sunday thereafter, taking you up to Christmas. Then we're having a break at Christmas, and then we're starting back again the first Sunday of New Year, which will take us up to Easter. We'll have a break for Easter, and then we'll start the third series. Uh, after Easter, which take up to summer, or the summer hiatus, and then we'll start the whole gorgeous, gorgeous thing again for the final three series. Gosh. And we're hoping that, that other people, media people, will be listening to this and be completely inspired by Lovely Howard's Way and decide to do a reboot. 
uh, like they did, uh, or a, an, a, an extension like they did with Dallas and Dynasty. Uh, we need to have Howard's Way back in our lives. And I think it's going to be epic. So anyway, the episode sort of ends with Tom seriously considering joining the Mermaid Yard. And it's it's a big yeah, it's a big cliffhanger. I mean, this is a good thing about Howard's Way. It always leaves on a bit of a cliffhanger. Bit of a and cliffhanger. Then, then the jazzy music kicks in. Yeah, and then we get to see the the mermaid with her big boobs out boobies their boobies (laughs) but overall i thought the soundscape of this was really good and it was really for for say soundscape what do you mean as in the the, the theme tune the the music music, the music the music simon may's music it's absolutely brilliant it really is it's just divine there was a little bit of a, a a music interlude where it went from it went a little bit from we are sailing on the accordion, and then it went into Old Lang Syne. Yeah. I don't know if it did, though. I, I think we, sailing and Old Lang Syne are actually quite close musically, so I think they can be right. misinterpreted okay. as one another. So, if you want to watch back, it's the episode. It is when they actually arrive up in the Jaguar. Because they've been singing, we, we are, are sailing, sailing, we are sailing. So, um, yeah, it's truly, truly truly divine. So what did you think about the production values of the... Production values very good Uh, it was a they they went to a little bit of avant-garde sort of uh, filming around the dinner table where they were doing... Well you say avant-garde I say wobbly but (laughs) hey ho Um, I, I thought that was very good, I thought the sailing sailing shots were very very good. What struck me uh, watch, watching it now is how how much uh, location work was was done. Which one of the questions that was in my in my mind was is is Howard's Way a soap or was Howard's Way a soap opera or was it a drama or was is it a family drama? And it's easy to think of it as a soap opera, I guess. But then when I was watching and seeing how much location work was done, that's not really. What well, certainly wasn't a hallmark of soap operas no. back in the mid in the I mean, mid eighties. I think Howard's Way possibly did come a little bit soapy, um, but I think the initial grassroots of it it was it was a family drama, mm. and, and it, they obviously spent a bit of money on it. They did. It, it was an astonishingly large amount of money. I mean, the locations they've used. It was just a shame some of the internal sets they were very obviously. Yeah. I mean that's I guess that's mill. that's one of the things that um I suppose dates mm. the, the the show as it does date everything that was made before the mid 90s um is that you have that juxtaposition between the the the, the location work which is uh shot on film and then that sort of slightly jarring transition to the to the interior shots which are obviously set up in the traditional tv studio three camera setup yeah. and shot on 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 video and we're kind of used to it because we watch quite a lot of old old t- op- tv, TV. And, we, and we grew up with that with that style of television making so we you kind of get used to the the transition between film and video then back to film then back to video mm. um but i guess for a for for someone younger than us who's who's grown up in in the modern era of single camera uh, work and an extensive use of locations and so on, rather than studio-based 
dramas. It must. It's a. It's, it's a little bit. It's a little bit jarring. It, it is. I suppose it is in, in a way. And that that horrible back uh, diorama thing said the Howard's bedroom. Yeah, window. Like the the hat that say uh, Tom and Jan's bedroom bedroom set was the set itself was fine, but it was just the window that was yeah. a bit. Uh, you could tell that that their bedroom, Ken Master's bedroom, obviously the Mermaid Yard office, those are all very very much in sort of in a studio. Yeah. Um, but then there are some very obvious restaurant the restaurant scene where you've got. Uh, Jan speaking to Polly yeah. when there's uh, that, that that is obviously on set. Yeah, so they're they're real they're real places. They're and, real and places. They were used as as look for location, and they shooting. look good, and they look great. They 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 really do look the, really good. I mean, the sixteen millimeter film um, cinematography in the show is is actually really really good. Um, yeah, it's slightly spoiled for me by the by the, a little bit of shakiness in the studio-based camera work, which hopefully will, will yeah. be ironed out. It just seems out. a bit bonkers that they did it at Pebble Mill in the Midlands. That was how television was made back in the back in the 80s. And, right. and Pebble Mill was was one of the major drama production centres. Because yeah. it makes no more sense to, to, have, to have it made at Television Centre, which I guess would have been the, would have been the alternative yeah, uh, lo- location. Yeah, so... But overall, I think the, the storytelling was brilliant, and uh, it was it was tightly done, and it it rollops along a lot quicker. I mean, we have watched all this previously, and obviously I've watched it many many times before. However, it's been on a bit of a hiatus. I do apologise, listeners. We have a, we have the ice cream van in the background. Uh, and I'm not going to dash out and buy myself Mr. Whippy. Not even a 99. I know. I, thought, I bought a single Mr. Whippy, and it was £2 the other week. Really? I was just like, really? I mean, for £2? Really? Oh, is it for £1 or £1.50, you used to get like the, the two sco- or three scoops with... It was like virtu- back in virtually a Cadbury's factory wedged into the yeah, into yeah. it. <laughs> back in eighty five in Tarrant, you could you could have got a four scoop Mister Whippy for probably about twenty five pence. Uh, I think you'd probably had lobster and champagne for that. Wouldn't it? <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think I'd want that in my ice cream. To be honest, <laughs> lobster, lobster, lobster ice cream, champagne ice cream. Oh, that sounds actually quite nice. I'll, I'll whip into the kitchen and go and invent some. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So we are um, overall. What did you think of this episode? I en- I enjoyed this episode. I I, th- I think the the setup of the characters was was well done. It was well well. Handled. It was incredibly. We got we really got a good insight into the nature of the 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 characters really quite quite quickly. Yeah, especially with Leo. Le- Leo's a little bit of a new ager. Uh, he's had to be. He's, he's a, so. It, the, the slight comments about him having to struggle through school to get his A levels, um, but he's, he's but they've all made. But Jan did actually make a couple. The, the character Jan made a few disparaging remarks, which I didn't remember before, where she was saying, "Oh well, well Leo would go and serve food to the homeless or some some such nonsense." And he's, he's Leo is a little bit new agey, and he has got a Greenpeace T-shirt, uh, and I just felt. So towards the end of this episode, Jan was really, really snobby. She was, and I just felt, oh gosh. And but then, but then, but then Tom also showed a very dislikable 
character throat because Tom, although he's made redundant and Jan has spoken to Polly and Polly's managed to line up a job interview on a bo- design board of an airport. airport. So designing airports or something. Um, Tom doesn't want to do that. And Jan wants the prestige of that. But Tom doesn't want Jan to go out to work full time and doesn't like the idea of that. So both of that was a bit... Both of that was a bit unlikable. But I suppose they have to do that for us to have the to get those characters to be broken down to rebuild themselves because the characters themselves are they both see the sort of where where their errors have a, sort of come and then there's a, 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 a built in appreciation for each other um, but we don't want to don't spoil it sweetie spoil it sweetie so we're going to do a little feature on this podcast. Are we? Yes, we are. Oh, we are doing a little oh, feature. Crikey. So on this feature, so we're, we are reimagining. So if Howard's Way was going to be made today um, with a similar plot line, but obviously it's slightly, a little bit more up to date. Um, in today's marketplace, with the amount back to the current day actors that are out there, who would you cast as Tom Howard? Ooh. 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 So, Jonathan, who would you cast as Tom Howard? I would cast Jack Davenport. Now, Jack Davenport was in the 90s TV show This Life. He played mm-hmm. Miles. He, he was also in the Pirates of the Caribbean as the unlikable general. And he was in the comedy series Coupling. And he's been in a few bits and pieces. And he was also in Ultraviolet as well in the 90s after Mm -hmm. he came off that. But he, Jack Davenport, there is a link back to Howard's Way because Jack Davenport is Sir Edward Frears, the character, the the, the actor who played Sir Edward Frears. yeah, obviously anyone who's just watching along with us will have no idea right, who you're talking about or but any it, of this. But it, it, there is a connection. There is a, connect, there is a connection from a, the later series, on a character that's been all, which is Sir Edward Freer. And the, the, the actor that played Sir Edward Freer is Jack Davenport's dad. And I think that'd be really good. So who would you place as Tom Howard? Um, I would, I, I don't know, um, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy? Yeah. I think he'd be a great... Duck, um, <laughs> well, if you get into yeah, character, he's is, is the peak, peaky, peaky blinders chap, isn't yeah. he? With lots of tattoos and things. Yeah. I suppose, that, that, I, I suppose yeah. he could be like a... Yeah, actually, I could potentially yeah, see yeah. that. Uh, yeah. Because oh, he's, he's... Is he not too young? How old is he now? I don't know. Because like, the character has... Yeah, I suppose he could play older, couldn't he? Yeah. He's, he's probably not as young as you think he is. No. Oh, that's actually a, yeah. Actually, that would uh, that would get the ladies watching definitely. Well, it'd be, get yeah. some of the gentlemen watching as it, well, yes, probably. It, it'll probably it'd be like the pole dark when they've got that guy that's always got his his shirt down to his midriff. <laughs> yeah. So, listeners, who would you cast with current day actors? They have to be in their forties potentially. It could be, well, it could be in the it could be in the fifties. Um, who would you cast as? Tom Howard. 
please let us know. We are on all social media platforms at, at Antique Dust. Um, if you have any insightful comments or anything like that, please do let us know. You can tweet us, Facebook us, Instagram us, or you can just drop us an email. We're at hello at antiquedust.co.uk. So, um, I think that's pretty much the really good summary thing yeah. of this episode. I loved it. It's, we made a strong start. It's a strong, strong start. So um, these podcasts will be dropping at the same time each week. And and if you would like to participate in a podcast, well, let us know. Let us know. We're open to a collab, aren't we? We're, we're open to a. We're collab. all up for a collab. Yeah, oh, collabs! We love collabs. We love collabs. It's amazing. Um, but in the meantime, if you do want to tweet along, you can hashtag. It's hashtag Howard's Way on Twitter. And uh, if you've got your box set, dust it down, jam in a DVD. You obviously you missed the first episode, but you can start from episode two. You can start from episode two, or you just ha- we'll just catch up. We'll just catch up. Just catch, up. catch up. Catch up. Catch up. Hey, fabulous. What did you think of Polly's outfits? Are you asking me? Um, just generally anyone, oh, anyone right, that's okay. listening, both listeners. So Polly's outfit. I just love Polly. I think Polly, Polly, Polly is an unabashed, mm. gorgeous person. I feel. And so she's unabashedly gorgeous. Yeah, she's well, she she she's she's not hiding anything. She is exactly what she is. And but Jan is a bit of a social climber. But anyway, we'll, ha- we'll discuss we'll, we'll discuss more that of that more. in the next exciting episode. So in the meantime, it's farewell from me, Jonathan, and it's goodbye from me, Rob. Bye bye. been listening to the Howard's Way podcast from Antique Dust.